It's the most, there we go. It's the most wonderful time to podcast. Welcome back, I guess. I thought you were going to pick up after that. Nah, that was all you. I don't care. It's the most wonderful (laughs) time. No. What? I'm not caroling. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oh, do you people not do that? What do you mean, you people? Atheists? Mm-hmm. That actually was what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking atheists. I know you were. No, yeah. we don't. Say, so, no, we Carol. We Carol. Psych. Psych, we Carol. We Carol, bitch. All right. We you... Carol Baskin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You wasn't ready for that. We're going door-to-door killing husbands. <laughs> it's the Oedipal tour. Oh, man. Jesus Christ. Sorry I haven't been very receptive to doing the podcast. We did we did the floors. My my brother did a lot of work on that. And my mom when she visited. Uh we did laminate flooring in the house, which looks awesome now. And then um I don't know. I know almost every podcast starts like this. Is not every podcast, but every one of ours. It's just like, Hey, we're back. Sorry about the break. Reese was in a funk. <laughs> <laughs> He's got hot brain. He wanted to, uh, he like, the only thing he could do to calm down was think about the flesh being torn from his body limb by limb. And yeah, he's he's better now. Now he just wants to talk about uh, famous penises. Like he's back for a minute. Anyways. Which one are you going to start off with? Uh, Napoleon. Oh, you talking famous, famous. I thought you was talking about like current famous. You talking about what do you went mean? down in history famous. I mean... Oh, Henri. But, um, I was just fucking around. Yeah. So let's let's get into it. All right. What's, I'll let what's you. What's the most pressing news? We uh, haven't even done anything since uh, uh, the uh, election. election. Got exactly. Called. It's a whole lot of stuff that went mm-hmm, down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There was Gucci versus Jeezy. Uh huh. There was Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Uh-huh. There was Obama's book. Okay. What else since the election? Oh, uh, Biden won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we've been working like dogs. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Do you want to get into that? Because yeah. I know that you have, you're passionate about that. And I'm yeah, kind of done being passionate we'll, about it. We'll get into that. I was yelling at you about certain stuff re- regarding comedy. And then I kind of just got over that by uh, unfollowing as many comedians as possible <laughs> in order to not see it. Yeah. Ina was like, if you're just going to spend all day just like scrolling through Instagram getting mad, then just don't do it. Yo, what but, else is happening? But I'm a comedian. I got to care about this stuff. And I don't. I'm uh, not a comedian anymore. I'm trying to think of all the things that have happened recently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh... I've been so busy working at, like, the only things that really stick out in my mind is, honestly, like, Gucci versus Jeezy. Uh-huh. Like, that was a big one. And then Thanksgiving, and then, yeah, man. Yeah. I ain't I did nothing. to see uh, what Jeezy Gucci was. I don't know. I wasn't attached to it as uh, a lot of people seem to be. Yeah, because you, you ain't. It, it wasn't a part of yeah. your life. Uh, oh. Yeah, that's true. It was not a part of your life like it was mine. I got into uh, uh, 
uh, Gucci through Waka Flocka Flame. That's that's the white perspective on this. I was there for the beginning, the beef. I remember it in high school, like oh. we used to, in middle school, like Jeezy, for me, his music was always better than Gucci's, but Gucci was also good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I remember when Gucci dropped Hard to Kill with that, bitch, I might be. Girl, he geeked up. Girl, he geeked up. Pills. <laughs> I remember that shit. <laughs> and then, because I was downloading from LimeWire back then. Yeah. Long time ago. Turning yeah. and everything. Back when I was downloading Weird Al and some 41. You yeah, I remember my sister. I used to tell my sister I was always yeah, up yeah. on the music. She's like, you ain't got that uh, Gucci, though. I was like, Gucci who? Gucci man. I'm like, the dude from Icy? I ain't heard him since Icy. Wow. I mean, he had dropped stuff. I just, he wasn't popping up yeah, until yeah. that album. And huh. so that Hard to Kill album was a monster. Yeah. And then the Roderick Davis, uh, the State versus Roderick Davis was, I think, for me, those are his top two albums for me. This is before we got Clone Gucci, back when <laughs> Gucci Mane was fat. I like, I, yeah, I like that. With the McFlurry tattoo. I always mm-hmm. call it the fucking McFlurry tattoo. I mean, he looked like Grimace. Yo. I what did Okay, wait. And then Jeezy. It's okay if I say that. Jeezy been uh, out since, like, he used to be in a group with bad boys. Them boys in the hood sell anything for profit. Yo, I remember that shit. When it came out, and then when he went solo with uh, his first solo studio album, uh, The Inspiration, TN 103. No, is it inspiration or motivation? It's inspiration. Uh-huh. TN10, no, TN101, sorry. Yo, that's with uh, Soul Survivor on it and uh, Trapper Die. And... I think visually, in my, my my mind's eye, I keep mixing up Jeezy and ja- Jadakiss. Because I have that. I can w- understand that. They, I, they got similar features. I got, because um, I had the... Uh, now that's what I call musics. That's what I stop. Used to. I swear to God, <laughs> stop. I got into the Jadakiss through that. Through they had Y on it, and I was like, "This is incredibly good." Literally, I'd you'd hit because five would be the main pop song on. Now this is what I call music. Five would be like an In Sync or a Backstreet Boys. It'd be like a banger, and then like around like seventeen, there'd just be like a really fucking good hip-hop song that was, like had crossover appeal. Okay. And then, like, 24 would be, like, some weird indie thing. And I liked, like, the indie thing and the hip-hop thing and, of course, the pop thing as well. All right. So, as a DJ, I have to make sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Ain't nothing yeah, wrong with um, that. I'm saying it's very eclectic. It's very Hawaii because Hawaii in the club scene, I got to play uh-huh. basically that's what you call now type music in the club out here yeah. to really be popping. For certain, like, when you have a crowd of, like, a bunch of, like, tourists that are in their 30s, you got to play shit like that. Yeah. So, I just want to clarify what I just said. So, it's Thug Motivation 101. So, it's Let's Get It, colon, Thug Motivation 101. So, it's okay. TN 101. And on that is Thug Motivation 101, Standing Ovation, Gangsta Music, Let's Get It, Sky's the Limit. And then what? Go Crazy, Last of a Dying Breed, My Hood, Bottom of the Map, Get Your Mind Right, Trap Star, Bang. Don't get caught. Soul survivor. Trap or die. Tear it up. That's how you feel. Talk to them in Air Forces. Oh. Now, you know what? Mind you, I had to go through I the whole track were, list. Wait, I thought you were doing that from memory. No, I, I okay. 
No, because I fucked up and said the wrong album. Okay, Inspiration cool. is different than Thug Motivation. So I wanted to make sure. I wanted to go back. album titles as like a Wale album? Yo. Yo. No, no, not at all. Stop. <laughs> Stop. Inflammation. Stop. Yo. So when I say one every word. single no. song on this album, I know at least the first two verses if I don't know the whole fucking song. Yeah. I haven't listened to half of these songs. In about seven years, and I like still know in your brain. these you songs. See the titles and you're like, like mm. you play that go crazy when they play that new Jeezy, all the dope boys go crazy and watch the dope boy. Like half this shit, and then what? First, I'm gonna stack my flow, and then what? Then I'm gonna st- I can do this shit for the whole album. And so when it was Gucci versus Jeezy. It was like half the Gucci songs were from like mixtapes where if you ain't a diehard Gucci fan, you don't know them. Yeah. And then the other half are the ones that were mixtape that everybody knew. Mm-hmm. And then slash studio albums that everybody knew, the singles that everybody knew. Yeah. So like half of them was like those real Atlanta tracks. And then Jeezy played mostly all of his studio album singles that, for me, I know them shits verbatim. Like, it was scary. The songs would come on. I'd be like, oh, shit, it's Young Jizzle from the bottom of the map. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, hold on. Let me uh, let me compose myself. But it was good. Now, the whole thing was, we all knew Jeezy had better music. That wasn't even a question. For 20 songs, yeah, Jeezy has better music. But it was, so allegedly, we have to say shit like that so we don't get sued. Allegedly, Jeezy had sent one of his homeboys to go kill Gucci. Oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's the story, right? That's, yeah. This is kind of how I got into Gucci. It was and like then some... Gucci yeah. killed the supposed hitman. Mm-hmm. Well, it was a hitman, but it was supposed to be that uh, young Jeezy had sent the hitman. Yeah. And he killed that hitman who happened to also be Jeezy's friend. Mm-hmm. And that's where their beef started. I mean, they already had beef. That's obviously why you go send a hitman, mm-hmm. if you did, allegedly. <laughs> yeah. But that's where that all went down. And these two have been had, they had beef for a long time. Like, yeah. this ain't just like a regular, you know. Uh, and Gucci had that, like, uh, like butt naked shooting people and then that same night burnt. Burying people. So this is this is the kind of like crazy night I I imagine like you have when you say you go to like multiple places like not killing people <laughs> but you know that feeling of like oh I'm up it's four o'clock and I still have drunk energy. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> it's terrifying. <laughs> no, it's just just burying something behind a middle school. Yeah. No, it's just. That whole story is yeah. like, yo, how do you ever like sit in the same room with that guy without wanting yeah. to kill him? Yeah, absolutely. And so they've had beef for fifteen. That was fifteen. I years wonder ago. what did versus pays. Obviously, they have yeah. to, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they, they had to. They've gotta like if they don't, yo, Timberland and the people are doing this Swiss, for the culture. That's yo, insane. If they're not getting paid, Timberland and Swiss are killing <laughs> it. Yeah, but I mean, like, where does the money come from like from the Ciroc ad at the beginning uh I don't really know because do you have to pay for the Apple Music one so I think so and it's better quality yeah if you got Apple Music then you're already paying for it oh uh it's also uh posted the verses is also posted on YouTube after the fact by the verses page Mm. 
And just to be on oh, that page, they have, they have that. sponsorship and everything. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they have a deal with either uh, Apple Music and Spotify. Yeah. Not just not Spotify, Apple Music and uh, Instagram. Like, we'll, we'll keep it exclusively here if you make it worth our while. Yeah. I'm not, I don't know the. Because the it is like it. a cultural event. It is. Every single one is like talked about and. Oh yeah, it definitely is. And so with that, uh yeah, it was just it was a fun it was fun for me to watch. I thought somebody was gonna die or some shit was gonna pop off but nothing mm. happened. So I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad uh it seems to be copacetic, everything moving smooth and yeah. I like I think you fumbled a little bit on copacetic. Is that the right word? But I like that you said cope aesthetic because it that's could how I trans- say it. Is it, it not cope aesthetic? It could transfer us right into uh, the the election results. Is it not cope aesthetic? I don't know, honestly. But cope aesthetic makes me think of like cope and aesthetic. That's what I'm saying. Is it not cope aesthetic? Hold on, what's the word then? Cope You have the phone. I do. You also have a phone. I mean, you're the I, one with already looking up Jeezy track listings. I'm looking up cope aesthetic. <laughs> All right, this is the informative part of the show, everybody. Uh, I don't. Okay, let's see. Okay. Okay. So speaking of uh, paying black men, copacetic. It's copacetic, so it's not copacetic. I I like copacetic. It's copacetic. It's not copacetic. It's set. Okay. Um, uh, since I'm I'm bearded and I'm, do I look like a beaver sometimes? Like it, it, you know, like if I had a human animal, you always look like a pussy to me, Reese. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I was thinking about that today. Like instead of being pet peeved, I'm pet beaved. <laughs> I'm beaved up. I'm beaved up, and I'm not gonna take it anymore. But I was a little beaved about um, uh, some people's response to the Dave Chappelle thing. The oh yeah, that's what else that, we had yeah. to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's what else we got to talk about. Because that was that's comedy. I like I try to watch like stand up. Sometimes it's hard. sometimes it's even hard to get past someone's like five minute late night set. Like I was engaged the entire eighteen minutes. Yeah, which is hard to do because like he's perfected. Like everyone, I assume when you listen to the Dave Chappelle mindset of like as long you don't have to be funny the entire time as long as you're interesting, and like I think like a lot of people. Think about that as like a yeah right like be funny above anything like Chappelle maybe can get away with it but the thing about it is like he's been the guy training at being interesting you know well, what I mean? that's the, the guy doing three four hour sets only Chappelle yeah could get away with that shit yeah think about that if you had just a random comedian who tried to do that like take a whole twenty minutes not being funny at all, but being you know telling an interesting story, mm-hmm. re- a very relatable talking about you know having analogies where I got screwed over here, I got screwed over here, and this is how I got screwed over here. I, I've been um, getting screwed over, and so yeah. Yeah, yeah. you would not listen to that if it was just anybody else, and you're going to a comedy show, mm-hmm. you wouldn't listen to that shit. Dave Chappelle. Well, I'm not sure about that because I. I am always down to watch someone interesting. See, like there's this one dude who would go up and just scream, and like I was totally fucking into it. He, everyone you know thought he was autistic, happened? and then it turned out that he was a PA for Hawaii Five O, just fucking with the entire comedy scene. Yeah, but no, I mean, I love that. Look at it this way: 
if you were if it was at one of your what's the name stand ups that you were doing. Mm-hmm. Somebody and they gave them twenty minutes. It was an opener, headline, or whatever, and it was twenty uh, minutes, and they just did that, and they weren't super fucking famous. Mm-hmm. You would get heckled first and foremost within five minutes. People would be like, "Yo, you ain't funny." Like they'd just be looking at you, and you'd have this pressure to be funny. Yeah, like people who aren't at Chappelle's level have a pressure to always make people laugh when mm-hmm. they're on stage. They do not have the luxury of. Yo, you came in here to see me? Well, I'm only going to be here for 20 minutes, and I ain't going to make well, you laugh. But I I'm imagine gonna Chappelle cool. had been doing, like, I, I, I picture what had happened there, because that was at, like, Houston, I believe, that what had happened was uh, he did, an, like, an hour, two hours already, and then he was like, I got to get something off my chest. See, now, if that, now if that's, I don't know exactly what the case is. If mm. the case is that he started off, you know, doing like an hour set or yeah. even a 30-minute set and then follow it up with that 18 minutes, then yeah. cool. But if he came in, did 18 minutes, and then did that and dipped, that still would have been like mind-blowing because it's Chappelle going against the industry, fighting yeah. against the machine, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't have been comedy. But he, if that was the case, he'd be the only person to get away with shit like that. Yeah. Like for me, Bill Burr could get away from shit like that. Now, yeah, for yeah. me. But not everybody would if give like, Bill Burr uh, that room. If, like, uh, Daryl Benilla at the end of his headlining set was just like, all right, I got to have some, a serious talk with you guys about the state of uh, Hawaii's coral reefs. They'd be like, all right, well, I guess we're going to leave. Yeah. Now, now <laughs> yeah, I got another one. Not that he's, like, not interesting. Like, obviously, he you would You just reminded me of the other two like, things I got to yeah, talk yeah. about now. Cool. Coral so, uh, first and foremost, how do you feel about what Chappelle said? Um, see, what the thing about it is that this is good. It's transparency, and it is. Uh, it's. I mean, it's socialism. It's. It's using your dollar in order to enact uh, some form of justice. And um, I saw a lot of people in comments being like, uh, "He should just uh, suck it up," in, and uh, he signed the contract, which these people are dumb bullshit people who are idiots. But then there's also the the people who I don't like, who are like, "Chappelle could say anything, and I would come in my pants," like. Chappelle isn't an, an infallible god. Chappelle is just a very good comedian who sometimes has the wrong takes, but very, like, rarely has the wrong takes. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, like, let's be real. Yeah. Before Chappelle's show, nobody was checking for him, and it's the same level of comedy. Honestly, yeah. for me, same level of comedy, but nobody was checking for Chappelle before the Chappelle show. Yeah. And then well, he, he, him turning I down. I think that was like he crushed his first night and he was like, okay, I'm going to chase this. And then he was just able to. Well, for me, I'm just like, he was funny. Like in Blue Street, funny, mm-hmm. undoubtedly. Yeah. But like his stand up killing him softly, it wasn't like people was talking about, yo, did you see that killing him softly? It wasn't like, at least uh, not in the hood. That's why when okay, Faison Love said what he said, it was like, yo, white people loved Dave back then. Like, black people wasn't checking for Dave. Mm-hmm. Dave wasn't on all the deaf comedy jams I, like I watched Killing Them Softly. That was my first stand-up hour I ever watched that I knew I watched. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I used to have Comedy Central on Yeah, no, it was, I'm not knocking but, it. So I'm not no, saying no, it was I, bad. I love it. I'm going to say is that I was at band camp. I was duct taped to a wall. Watch <laughs> And I wa- and someone was like, "Let's watch Dave Chappelle." And then they put on "Killing Them Softly," and I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, like, <laughs> like this is where I want to be in life—just stuck <laughs> to a wall watching stand-up, like, see, like Clockwork Orange. See, but what I'm saying is like, 
you never hear, you never mm-hmm. heard people yeah, putting them in that goat conversation before Chappelle's show. Yes. Once Chappelle's show came out, it was like, yo, this is the funniest shit we've ever seen. It and was, it's crazy too. And still it's like, to this yeah. day, there has not been a funnier fucking show that people could say before Chappelle's show or after. Yeah. I'd say so. There and that been was more... almost 20 years ago. Did you, you didn't listen to that, uh, the Chris Rock WTF I sent you, yeah? Uh no I don't That's think I did. Perfectly fine. I ignore shit you send me all the time, and I I'm sorry about that. But you usually tell me about it later. But um, <laughs> uh, so Chris Rock says that he thinks that Dave Chappelle is the last universal comedian. Like after this, after him popping, then it, it's all niche. Like he's like, you know, you think about the blue collar comedy guys. This was like in 2011. Yeah, he was like. You think about the blue comedy collar comedy guys as like though those are niche guys those are like small town like you know they're they're they're, they're, only, they're only for this but like they could go to Minnesota and get a crowd of forty thousand people like Larry the Cable Guy yeah 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 that guy yeah yeah but like you don't think of him as a mainstream comedian you think of him as like a red redneck comedian yeah so that's what he was saying at the time was that like you know like I could go to New York and I could play. Uh, forty thousand, or I could play a, a two thousand, like it, it, like, and I'd still get my bills paid at some point. Like he, he was saying that like after Dave Chappelle, every single comedian is going to have to find a niche, fit into it, and then survive off of that. But he was saying that I believe Dave is the last person because of Chappelle Show and because of how interesting he is and how good he is at comedy. He's the last one that. No matter your demographic, you can love Dave Chappelle. See, I would argue that yes for Chappelle. Because I don't think Burr, Burr no. feels. I don't think Burr feels that. No, not at all. I would say uh, Kevin Hart. I don't think Kevin Hart feels that. I would have to say he does because that's what his comedy has no, always I done. I think that I think that he separates. Because Chappelle's interesting to people who both love stand-up and are, like, I'm, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, hipsters are allowed to like Dave Chappelle. You know what I mean? Hipsters yeah. aren't, so, okay. like, people aren't allowed How to about like this? Kevin Hart. How about like, this? If you like, I would Kev- say... like, Kevin Hart is, like, oh, yeah, like, you like just whatever dumb mainstream thing. But it divides you into mainstream and under, and not underground, but mainstream. Okay, and, like, I see what you're thing, saying. You know what I mean? Like, I was gonna say like everyone can like Dave Chappelle, no matter what side of a spectrum you're on. I was gonna say yeah that Kevin. Unless I was you're talking on the about spectrum like, of sexuality, and you got no fucking he went in on you on that. No, I was gonna say like set, Kevin's dem- Kevin Hart doesn't have a demographic. I was just gonna say it like that. Like people hate on Kevin Hart just to hate on Kevin Hart, and I feel like it's also because. In order to be, Kevin Hart is the closest thing to Eddie Murphy we didn't had since Eddie Murphy, and it was. And I'm talking about overall because Dave Chappelle oh, just popped uh-huh. back up on the scene recently. Yeah, yeah. Like Dave Chappelle was gone for over ten years. Mm-hmm. So when you look at that, like Dave being gone for over ten years, and look at Eddie and Kevin's trajectory. Well, it's like um. Except Eddie started like Eddie came off off the gate killing it, started off hard, and then never left. Hollywood, but started doing family movies. Yeah. Whereas Kevin struggled for a very long time. Yes. He yeah. had movies, but he was like, he was in 40-Year-Old Virgin. Just think about that. Yeah. That's how long Kevin Hart has been in the industry, not just doing stand-up, but doing movies and television. I mean, before that, he had his own too, right? TV show that dropped, like a pilot that got dropped. Yeah. Got, got canceled after like two episodes. Yeah. And so you look at that, he's been out here working 
for a very long time, right? Yeah. And so you look at his success now and how he does stand-up and how he does movies and television and some music, and I'm like, yo, well, the closest thing... do you think he wants to-, to be like a stand-up stand-up, or do you think he wants to be like a superstar and that he has to do stand-up in order to... Continue? I, I guess that makes sense because he wouldn't be doing stand-up it, it, it he probably, likes stand up. Yes, it's he probably really like likes stand up. But at the same time, like Steve Martin, never wanted really to do stand up. Like he wanted to do an act and he wanted to do movies, and then he it stressed him out too much that stand up was too like like his book is is amazing. I might check that out. No lie. Yeah, you should listen to his audio book. That's what I was I was gonna find on audio. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. what I do. It's really good. Born standing up. It's incredible. But yeah, no, I but mean yeah, like yeah. Kevin like. I haven't watched No Fucks Given. Mm-hmm. I mean, Zero Fucks Given, but at the same time, I'm like, he had to come out with a stand-up saying Zero Fucks Given, and then, like, at the end, it was all, like, apparently just a dream, so he actually saying, I do care, but if I didn't care, I'm this like... This is what I would say. The problem is, that you live in a time period where everybody's mad at PC culture, mm-hmm. and you basically represent PC culture. So, unfortunately for you, it's not that you aren't Wait, he he does he or because he was canceled at some point. I mean, uh, you know what I mean. Like, obviously he wasn't. He got canceled, canceled for the Oscar involved. shit, and he had to yeah. do an apology tour. Yes. Do you think Dave Chappelle would have done an apology tour? No. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. People don't like when you ha- apologize for PC shit. Mm-hmm. We had Donald Trump as a president to represent that. Well, it's like the difference I think is that Dave has fuck you money, and Kevin Hart is still is still like. Yes, I would like as much corporate money as possible. Well, even still, like a lot of people, what a lot of people don't realize is like even rich people, a lot of their money isn't liquid. Yeah. Like they can't just be like, all right, fuck it, I'm taking my money and grabbing, going to the bank and never touching anything again. Yeah. They're like, they have investments in corporations and companies mm-hmm. where if he's, if he's got a production lose, company, he's filtering it, money through that. And if you get canceled, your value and your money literally disappear sometimes. Well, that's what happened to Louis C.K., right? Was he was about to drop a movie and then he had poured all like a lot of his personal capital into it and yeah then, and then he got you know that the thing he got canceled as it was supposed to drop which i mean like who cares but uh it's just like a crazy not a coincidence but it's just like he can't so, re-up that that money because like if, if someone is doing that and they get canceled in that moment then that's what happens to them are we mad that kevin hart isn't Cat Williams funny? I'll put it just like that. Are we mad that Kevin Hart is at the top of the food chain when it comes to comedic financial success and obviously just in the spotlight? So what they call a lot of people like to call him a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Are we mad that he's the one getting all the roles? Are we mad that he's the one with all the connections and sponsorships and deals with corporations and everything and advertisement? Are we mad that he's not Richard Pryor level funny but has the the most success? Like, are we saying that... Well, you know, like, how many, how much of his stuff is is based off of uh, people looking up to him via hustle culture? That's what I'm saying. You like, know what I mean? Me, like, what, what part of it is like, like, I'm willing to overlook this part of the art because I respect him as a human being. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, for me, you know I'm I mean? like, I never thought Kevin Hart was especially was funny. He top could be five funny. funny. Yeah, like, yeah. I always thought he was funny. He's awesome. He was funny. Like, I'll laugh. Like, yes. that's uh, Shaq All-Star Jam where he first blew up. 
I saw a set of his at Caroline's a long time ago, and it's fuck. It rocks. It's he hilarious. He talks about being mugged as a short guy. And yeah, like, like a lot of his stuff is funny and, and robbed. And it was like, very fucking yeah. hilarious. Yes. And so now, like, we want him to be the top of the, like. If you're going to be the man making the mm-hmm. most money in comedy, yeah. We hate on you if you're not the the most hilarious. I mean, also, I'm, Jerry Seinfeld sucks. Ass. Never been good. I'm sorry. Sorry. All, Seinfeld. He's just like. Look, these words lined up next to each other. That's crazy, right? This phrase and this phrase sound alike. That's crazy, right? And it's just like, oh, excuse me? Where's the joke? Yeah. And what's the deal with airline food? Like, like how come we get <laughs> on ta- on trains but in cars? Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then that guy is one of the richest fucking comedians of all time. Yes, absolutely. And that's what I'm saying, like... It's like we look at Kevin Hart. We don't really, as a like a comic scene, really go in on on Jerry Seinfeld. We don't go in on him for yeah. being as whack as he was. Yes, but to be so successful, you know what I mean? Like we yeah, don't yeah. really go in on him, but we, but we go but in a lot on of Kevin. Hate Kevin. Like like people. I think hated it's Dan cool. Cook. Yeah, like Dan, I found. Look, first of all, Dan Cook was funny. Dan Cook was fucking hilarious. Yes, that joke he did about wanting to do a B and E. I laughed to this fucking day. And then, like, the raw dog joke he had, mm-hmm. oh, my God. That shit was hilarious to me. I used to look at Dan Cook and be like, yo, he's actually funny. <laughs> I thought Dan Cook was hilarious. I'm like, what? And then people used to hate on him because it was cool to hate on him. There's some people that are just cool to hate on. I think Kevin Hart is one of those people. But at the same time, I expect a little bit more from Kevin and – you know what? Mm. Kevin don't owe me shit. I'm going to put it like, I'm going to put that out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Hart, you don't owe me shit. Yes. I expect more from you because I want you to be funnier for me. But if you're not, you're still funny enough. I put that like that. You're funny enough where I won't be like, yo, get this dude off the stage. But at the same time, I won't be like, yo, that was the greatest shit I ever seen. Yeah. And I'm just going to be real. That's and all is right. It, is it just because he's visible through like how he's presenting himself because Sebastian Maniscalco like sold out the garden twice and like I don't necessarily care about Sebastian. I think I don't he's even funny. Know who that dude but is. Exactly. But what I'm saying is it's not but even he's, just, he's like no he, and it's not Kevin, even like he's not in movies. He no, was no, no. in the it's Irishman. Not even just he was the garden. in like yeah. Kevin sold out like stadiums, football yeah, stadiums. Yeah. yeah. And that was wild. Yeah. Kevin sold out football stadiums. Kevin Hart, he sold out football That's fucking wild. Yeah. Because football stadiums are some of the largest stadiums on the planet. But, like, so, like, what part of it is... Because I feel like Rogan has that same following where it's like, I wish I could live my life as well as Joe Rogan has, like, has this examined Yeah, but life. Joe Rogan... And the pe- but what I'm saying is that Joe the people Rogan who follow him, like that. he's like the top of a pyramid of people who want to live their life like Joe does. And so Kevin Hart is at the top of a pyramid of people who want to live their life like... Kevin Hart, Hart does. Yeah, but they don't they don't clown Joe Rogan for not being the funniest comedian of all time. People do. A lot of people do. Not a lot of people. Like in my circles, like when I'm talking to black people, we don't talk about oh Joe, Joe Rogan. Rogan stand up is just like a weird fact about animals and then yelling. <laughs> like, Vegan dolphins rape. Could you imagine? You're swimming. In the wa- ocean, and you're stoned, and then everyone cheers. That fucking mountain we lion. Love, we love you for making weed legal. Or you talk about a mountain lion yeah, or vegan yeah, yeah. cats. Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. And oh, that's that's an elk, and it's coming. It wants to come fuck you because you smell like like pussy. 
you're beaved up. But I still laugh at Joe Rogan. I think he's funny. Yeah. He's like, yo, we're fucking stupid. Like, if all the power was love- to go out right now, we could have, like, that joke back in the yeah, day yeah. that he did, I oh, was like, yeah. yeah. If I sent you out into the woods with an axe, how long till you have Wi-Fi? <laughs> exactly. That's incredible. Yeah. Like I said, like, you don't have to be Richard Fry. Rich, I said Richard Fryer. Richard, Richard Fryer. Pr- <laughs> you don't have to be Richard Pryor. <laughs> this week, he's, he's uh, Richard mopping floors next week. You don't have he's to Richard be Richard Pryor <laughs> in order for me to be like, uh, yo, you're funny. I enjoy yes. what you do. Yeah, yeah. I will continue to watch you yeah. and support you. Yeah. And I feel like people hate on Kevin for that. Yeah. Next topic. Cat Williams coming at Kevin Hart again. Did that happen? Yeah, it was whack. Come, oh. it was a whack like dish it, or whatever. It, he was dressed as uh, Takashi nah, Six was just, Nine, and he it was a black and white. No, nah, he was just like on live and not talking about anything. Oh, really? Like, yeah, oh, you know, I saw that bullshit. You know, some people <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. They ain't even funny, but they out here. That was basically how he did it. I'm not nice. saying it word for word, but that's yeah, yeah, paraphrasing. I gotta go watch that. Yeah, it was only like eight minutes. Yeah, it's, yeah. It wasn't worth it. Uh, yeah, speaking of shit not worth watching. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't have no segue to that. Oh, do you watch <laughs> Queen's Gambit? I watched the first episode. It gets better, I think. It does. I know it does. I oh. just don't care. Yeah, to... once the wide-eyed bitch shows up. I watched but the... How they do it is because is, she's like... Nine right now, right? Wait, don't say nothing. She's like nine or ten. Don't, don't, don't. Okay, no, wait, no, no. wait, 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 wait. And then suddenly they don't tell you what age she is. She's just the older woman now. Okay. And then you're like, wow, how? What fucking age is she? Because she's everyone else is the same. You've told us it. You don't. It's either been two months or four years. You don't tell us which one. But suddenly she's she's the the bitch who's in the movie now. Okay. I'm gonna still watch it. Don't it's, get me wrong. It's it, we, I liked it. I watched. Uh, I went to a friend's house for Friendsgiving. Uh huh. It was like that Shame. Saturday. I, huh? What? Nah, we didn't do nothing. Okay. That's just a friend. Shame. I w- oh, no, okay. Just like a friend's house, not like a gathering. No, nah, like it was a uh, oh. yeah. No, nah, and it was just cool. like a friend's house. They did right, like cool. Thanksgiving after Thanksgiving, and That's went cool. over there. That's cool. And we watched movie. We watched this movie Stardust. That shit is star packed. Stardust. Yeah, Stardust. I've never even heard of it. It don't. It's got so many big name people in it too. Like I was watching a movie, and the main star is fucking Daredevil, and I didn't realize it till like thirty minutes in. Ben Affleck. No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The, the good Daredevil, Charlie Cox. Mm-hmm. And I was like, because it was this came out in like 2007 or 2000, yeah, yeah like eight some like 13 years ago. Oh shit. And I didn't realize. Oh, you're saying like it? The, everyone was about to be stars. No, like Henry oh. Cavill's in it. Superman is in that shit. Oh shit! Ian McKellen is in. It's so many fucking. There's mostly like English Stardust. actors. Stardust. Claire Dane is in it. Like it's a lot of Robert De Niro's in it. What the fuck? Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Mark Strong. I was like, yo, that's the bald dude who's always the bad guy. <laughs> he was in. King, he was in Kingsman <laughs> as the driver or some yeah, shit. Yeah. yeah, I was like Mark Strong. Like, yo, it was so many people in this fucking movie. I was Mr. like. Mr. Strong. Who else? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. Damn. Yeah, man. I was watching this movie like, damn, this is star study. How come I've never seen this star shit? Star dusted. <laughs> and it wasn't bad. It wasn't a bad movie, but that's what I saw. And then I watched all of Dash and Lily the other day what was on that? Netflix. It's a uh, 
teenage romance story. Uh, uh, about, uh, series. It's ten episodes. All short. Oh, you know what I watched about that was Christmas. really good. What it was uh, the squid and the whale. So it's like Noah Baumbach, who I guess was the spiritual successor to Wes Anderson at the time. Yeah, is like a, I think it's like a 2005 Indian indie movie in Brooklyn, and it's this dad who's like this pretentious ass writer, and the mom who's like just getting into writing, and uh, and she's like cucking him the whole time, which rocks, and then uh, so they're getting divorced, and one of the kids just like is uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Is that of right? course. Yeah, and he rocks in it. He's like. Uh, why did you? Why did you cheat on dad? Why did you cheat on dad? And then he like he has a little dick like you. That's mm-hmm. all you gotta say. And he's so he's so I'm fucking horny for the whole thing. Jesse Eisenberg probably got a third leg. He, he, get, he gets a <laughs> he gets a over the pant hand job in a bed and and he busts like immediately. Shit rocks. And then uh, the younger brother who he's constantly bullying the shit out of uh, starts drinking. Who's he's like like he's like eleven in the show and he's like drinking beer drinking whiskey he's he's beating off at school and rubbing his hand he's like spider-manning walls and books and stuff like that's how he's coping and and like uh the dad is rocks so fucking hard in it he's like uh <laughs> he's like yeah metamorphosis was okay it's it's not the best kafka but if you're just like getting into it it's it's all right i guess like i i, I listened to metamorphosis today it's uh it's interesting oh dude yeah, just it's free on Audible. Uh, check it out. It's only two hours long, uh, and in the beginning, it's talking about he's he's never called in sick to work once, and the moment he's like doesn't make his first train, his boss shows up, and they're being a fucking uh, bitch about it. And so I was like, yeah, that shit fucking sucks. Work sucks. And then uh, his whole family just like copes, and then he d- and then they kill him. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's a, like. It, like in my mind, it's like what what could happen if I was just like, I no longer want to support my family. I just want to like veg out, play video games, be a fucking dumb bitch, and like sit on the couch all day, which is usually what I do on weekends. Like combining the squid and the whale and, and metamorphosis, I'm I should be a more engaged parent, which uh, probably gonna lead into this next thing, but um. Yeah, it's just a really interesting meditation on like what happens if the someone who's providing for a family just doesn't exist anymore because he becomes like a giant dung beetle. Like he just it starts off like that. It's not like I this is what I do for work. This is the he's just like one day Gregory woke up and he was a bug. And then his family just like figures it out. They sell their own shit. They learn how to feed him. They uh they take renters on, they all get jobs, even though they're old as shit. And it's like, damn, like people have to fucking struggle in order to survive in this world. It's crazy. Yo, it's a pretty interesting book. Okay. I'm going to check it out. That and the Steve Martin book. Steve Uh, Martin book is a much better book. I was just going to say, we were talking about about performance. So much shit that we watched and like, I almost forgot. Since uh, the last time we had a podcast, I invested in myself. This is what everybody keeps telling me about getting workout equipment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You've invested in yourself. I'm oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, yo, yeah, I, I bought workout so. equipment. <laughs> Just say, okay, cool. I think I got to start doing cardio because my heart's been hurting. I haven't mentioned it to anyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I did once joke to Jonah Ray, uh, stand-up comedian. I was like, yeah, dude, I just walk around with my phone in my pocket all day, listen to podcasts and shit that, you know, sometimes you're on them. That's pretty cool. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a fucking tumor on my heart because I keep my phone next to my heart all day. That's not how the technology works. Well, that's, works. How, that's how my mind works. And you know what? <laughs> you speak it into the universe, then it becomes real. <laughs> All right, science lesson for. So I'm just I'm just trying to uh, I just need to not go to the doctors and make sure that there isn't a hole in my heart right now. Science lesson for okay. all you guys and gals listening. Because I did almost pass out the other day when I found out what Caleb had done, and also when I found out I was getting mandated, and I told Ina, and she got really upset because she was like, "Who's gonna watch the kids that day?" And uh, and I, I had to pull over the car because I almost passed out. Okay, <laughs> I will let you. Get into your story after I tell this yes. little caveat. Cool. Uh, the type of electromagnetic waves that are transmitted through your phone uh-huh. do not have enough energy to break bonds. And because they don't have enough energy to disrupt or they break aren't bonds. They're fucking up my RNA. They're not fucking up your mitosis. Okay. So when your cells replicate, the only thing that's giving you cancer is the other carcinogens that are <laughs> fucking yeah, with yeah, your body. Yeah. It's not that it's not the a processed meats, might be heating it's the up, foods. but it's a lot of other shit that you need to worry about. It's that your if it's works, burnt, dad will eat it. Don't worry about exactly. it. <laughs> your phone works on the same type of technology yeah, yeah. as your car radio. So if you don't so think that you're can getting kill a, me too? No. It can't, but that's the whole point. You never think about that. So whenever I sit in the car, I'm being microwaved? Microwaving... It's a whole different thing. A microwave can't hurt you. A microwaves can't hurt you. What do you mean? What if there's a leak in the microwave? No, that's not how microwaves work. So, so I would just be see through. Microwaves are not nuclear. They don't have gamma. They don't have X rays. The waves, Uh the wavelengths of of microwaves are so long. That it doesn't have enough energy. Short mm-hmm. waves have energy that can disrupt hydrogen bonds. Hydrogen bonds are what connect your nucleotides. Uh-huh. Long waves, such as microwaves, which are actually the longer frequency waves, uh-huh. don't have enough energy in them. Mm-hmm. Like X-rays and gamma rays are very small. Like uh-huh. ultraviolet, small. Yes. And then going even smaller than that is X-ray and gamma. Uh-huh. Going the other way is infrared and then microwaves and long waves, which are AM and FM and even longer. See, this is what I'm talking about when um, I'm like, Dave Chappelle can be interesting <laughs> See, to listen to. <laughs> but listen, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's such a misconception. Like, standing yeah, next yeah. to the microwave will get you cancer. That's not how the fucking technology oh. works, people. Okay. But whatever. Keep saying it. I'm going to nuke it. That's so if, not so nuclear if, energy. So what if I put my baby in the microwave? Would you be fine? Your baby will still blow up, but that's not because <laughs> it's a concentrated <laughs> microwave. You know what? I'm over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not giving your kid cancer. It's disrupting water. It's the mm-hmm. it's a different thing. Yes. All right. So, uh, one morning recently, uh, we sometimes. So what happens sometimes is that we have a like a juggler schedule where my wife. Uh, usually sleeps with the kids, but if she tries to stay up late in order to get some work done, they'll stay up late with her because, like, they they recognize that she's not in bed or they recognize that the light's on, and so they'll slowly juggle until they're up overnight instead of being up during the day. And, like, it it goes back and forth. Like, my friend Mikey said, who, oh, uh, we should follow his page, Meme Initiatives. He's trying to start being a meme guy. 
which is cool. Some of them are really good. I've been sharing them. But um he uh they you know, you your sched your diurnal schedule or whatever yeah fixates differently, you know, like that X C D C comic of whatever about like the ideal sleep schedule is like is like twenty eight hours sleep, six out like eight hours awake. No, no, no. Like twelve hours awake. Fuck. Is you know something like it's actually a thirty-two hour day if we were just like left to our own devices inside of a, a room that responded to us waking up and sleeping. So like we're we're constantly like pushing ourselves. I don't know. Fucking sleep is weird. Uh, so anyways, I was going to bed. Ina was already asleep. I was going to bed. I set Caleb up with some with a coloring book. And uh, the television on with Netflix TV, sh- Netflix movies. Like, uh, he wanted to watch the Garfield movie. And I was like, wake me up. I'll put something on in an hour and a half if you want that. And he was like, okay, cool. And so I wake up th- uh, four hours later to Ina yelling. And I wake up and our nice white new couch are- and the white carpets we just put in and the walls, which are also white, are all stained red. <laughs> <laughs> You gotta take the whole kid back, man. You gotta go to the hospital, like and, yo. And I think y'all gave me the wrong one. Literally the the day before, I had finally taken all of our bullshit out of that room. I had finally vacuumed. I had finally like got everything fixated. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like all right, we're slowly working on this room. Room's good. I couldn't wait to show Ina in the morning. And so she wakes up. She comes in and she's like, "Oh my god!" And I'm like, I wake up to her yelling, "Oh my god!" And I'm just like, "Yeah, the room's nice, right?" And so my feet are all red as well because I was sleeping on the couch. <laughs> and uh, so we start yelling, and Gina uh, sends him into the shower, and I keep saying, um, "What's wrong with him? We gotta, you know, send him back or whatever." And she's like, "No, this is because we're practicing gentle parenting, which is incredibly difficult, and we're following the Waldorf model, which is like that they should, you know, be communicated with instead of like just." purely punitive and i know you're fuming internally right now because capital b black culture as far as i know is like beach kids which well, is how i was raised as well well i mean i have god cousins like my uh-huh. god parent one of my god parents her grand her daughter and like her god daughter's cousins. kids that's like cool. they didn't uh they didn't believe in beating their kids i've known a few people who didn't beat their kids and they all went to D one. They were D one athletes and graduated from college, and now yeah. nice lives and no big no problems with the law or anything. So, see, that's what I think too. Is that you know, like people I know who will see a post that's like, "I'm not hitting my kids. Can anyone help me?" That under it, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people will think I was hit as a kid and I am perfectly fine. Like that's like a rationalization that we have to do. Like I don't go to therapy. I don't do the, you know like I. Uh, specifically remember an instance, uh, but I mean, obviously I was hit as a kid all, all the time, like by my Korean grandmother with a back scratcher, by, um, my aunt would use a wire hanger. My dad oh, would use a belt. Yeah. Those, the wire hangers suck. I like the plastic. Hangers my dad, right? one time I remember this and I don't know if we were playing or if I was being punished, I forget, but I do remember him telling me to bend over so that my head was near the doorknob and then he'd spank me and then my head would hit the doorknob. Yo, uh, you're going to have to take that off. You need to take that off. I said that at his wedding. <laughs> uh, okay, never laugh. mind. I don't know. I, I don't wanted... know. That, that, I, honestly, it's funny. But 
to me, it's funny now because I can look back at it. But like whenever I mention it, he's, he gets red in the face and he's like, we didn't do that. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. I was like, well, not, this isn't a weird thing. I mean, this isn't like a thing that everyone did at some point. Because I remember watching a fucking um, like a, a Japanese. We, we would always watch like those Japanese game shows. Like, I don't know how my dad got his little paws on them, but we'd have like a VHS tape of like the raw Japanese game shows, you know what I mean? Like, before yeah. they did, like, before it got popular to do, like, voiceovers over them. There's one I remember where the, the last challenge was that everyone had to drink at least, like, a gallon of water every day, but they weren't allowed to piss, and then their entire school would be covered. Like, their college experience would be covered, and this was, like, an entire spring break. They were like, okay, if you come here, we're going to give you a challenge, a series of challenges, and the last challenge was... You ha- you're you're drinking water. You're not allowed to piss, and it lasted like three to four days, of like these human beings like sitting there just like miserable and like okay, drink your water, and they'd just be drinking their water just like oh. Uh, anyways, well, at one point there was a a, a gag game where uh, there was a cactus at the top of like a seesaw, and then yeah. you like you'd have to try to kick off to make the other guy go into it, you know. So the, the first person to give up is the guy who gets off the seesaw. And uh, so I was like, well, that's very funny. And then I remember um, the next thing I remember is being hit in the head with a doorknob. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I'm perfectly fine. But uh, no, so we're, so we're doing gentle parenting. And so what had happened was that he had gotten into food coloring because I had left them on the table after we had done like an experiment with them. And then so on the table is just like we we had water bottles from the last like tsunami warning or hurricane warning or whatever so we got a big uh crate of water bottles and like seven of them are on the table and they're just red water and i'm like what (laughs) what's this (laughs) and then we found under the couch a spray bottle that he had he had taken one of ina's spray bottles taken the spray part off put it onto one of the red water bottles and he had gone around the house spraying stuff to make it red so that it was like the Adams family. Like where the blood comes out of the walls in the anim- in the animated Adams family movie. And he was like, I was just trying to like, uh, like, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, w- but honestly, we should just get him into visual effects. Like, that would be cool to have a kid who's like, yeah, I'm a, nah, I'm a visual effects You got to take the whole kid back. Nah, man. <laughs> That's I'm what we sorry. thought. When my dad moved uh, from Oahu to Molokai, he uh, told me to bend over in front of a doorknob. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> he was like, you can have our TV. It's like a, a smart TV with like 72 inches. The next day, he's like two years old. Caleb had just learned to throw. He throws his water bottle into it, and it, it, the screen explodes. And we look it up, and this is like a, something that happens to the screen over time. like, And it's unfixable, and it's not covered by warranty. Like, all right, that's that's... That sucks, I guess, but we'll survive. So anyways, we're getting rid of the TV because, like, in what Ina's been reading and, like, sh- sending me, I should be better about reading shit about raising our kids. Who cares? But um, he, like, a video for a child is, like, so mind-bogglingly, like, hits every part of their brain that every other part of the world seems like, you know, it's like, it's like that thing they're saying about our generation where so many people are addicted to porn that they can't even have real sex because it's not, like, perfectly hitting the dopamine receptors in your brain. Yeah. Like, you, you're not, like, seeing all these things that you've taught make yourself horny. Like, 
that's him, but for the world. Like, the world doesn't horn him up anymore. It's got to be, like, this weird animated thing. Like, so they're saying that, like, one single video you show, like, a five-minute video you show a kid on the phone can affect their brain in a very negative way for days. Like, that's what they're saying, because, like, they're a Waldorf school, so they don't have, like, shit like that. So they're like, if you show a kid a video, like, even if it's just, like, a, a corny, like, the original Alice in Wonderland, like, yeah. it'll be like, that. that's too much for their brain to handle. They're just trying to figure out how this world works. Like, I used to try to do a joke about that of, like, why are we teaching, like, I was teaching him about, we bought him dinosaur toys. And he was just like, yeah, these are just things that live in Africa, like, like elephants, like cheetahs. Like, why aren't they, why wouldn't they also exist? You know what I mean? Like, he's just learning about what the world is. We're giving him all this shit at the same time. So why is can't this be how the world exists? So anyways, uh, we're having, like, he's detoxing from television, which is crazy. Because it's like he was addicted to this thing, like, like he gets, sh- like, shakes. Not, not literally, you know what I mean? But he's just like, can I have it? Let me have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, holy shit. Like... And and you know, and uh, that thing that that said that a video can fuck them up for days is like, they get jerky motions, like an animated jerky motion. They'll do cartoon voices, like cartoon voices among children are an epidemic. Do you know that? Like on Love on the Spectrum, the autistic people are all sit at a blind date and they all do SpongeBob voices together. They all play a scene, like. Hey. Cartoon voices are an epidemic. Hey. What? What's up? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a dead all that shit right now. You ready for it? Okay. Hit you. Kids. Make your kid go outside. <laughs> it's hard, man. That's it. No, I mean, but that's it. But I mean, during just, coronavirus right yeah, now, he no, can't just go play but with other kids. Overall, I'm like, I don't want to hear that. That shit. is what we would do all the time before coronavirus. I'm like, yo, we, go, go to the zoo, go to the mall, go go to the park, yeah. go to this, go to that. We would constantly, every day, like Ina would be able to go take him somewhere, and like. It's wearing down on her and him and all, It's like not even everything. that. He is starting to get to the age where... I like, He's like oh. a husky. He's like, you can't keep this thing locked up because it's so exactly. smart. That it's like, I need to be entertained. I like the dog reference, but your kid is better than a dog. I'm sorry. I'm a dog person, but dogs N- not are not that people. morning with the red everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, why didn't I pull yeah, out? yeah. <laughs> But no, yeah, uh, yeah, no. I mean, honestly, I I heard all that. Even though you didn't look over one time, I liked that you didn't look over because I was <laughs> I was just swiping on Tinder. No, I, I saw that. Other <laughs> oh, you always like, and I'm, he's on I'm, Tinder. I'm giving a speech. <laughs> I'm on a little soapbox here. But no, you were good. Yeah. Uh, I I don't Steam know. I'm not a, we got everything out. There's some little pink parts. I'm not a but, I'm not a parent, so I I honestly can't weigh in on this yeah, and it's yeah. it's crazy but like you know it's you, one of those things where, so wait 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 because you have that thing of like sometimes your dog will fuck something up because it's bored right yeah but that's a dog well it's the same like we can't blame the dog we like it's put in the position where like what else am i gonna do no that's a dog what do you mean dogs and kids are not the same period dogs and kids are not the same mm-hmm. every child would not have done that to the wall 
Every dog would not have done that to the wall, but well, I'm that, saying you know what? when a dog it's my does son's it, a genius and he went and he he was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal this spray ball part. I'm gonna make this. Yo, that was that was that was smart. Yeah. I, we were like, but at what the, same the time, fuck is this? He invented a tool to fuck our day up. Yeah. He's like That's not that's cool. But he's like, he's like a, a raven who is just like, yeah. <laughs> Again, your we memorize child cases is not and like, we will fuck your day up. Your dog, I mean, it's not your dog. Your child is not an animal. Yeah. Like, animals have a limited amount you can't, you of can't capability. Just put, you just can't just put them in front of a doorknob and tell them to bend over. Exactly. Like, dogs remember shit, but it's not yeah, like yeah. they can express themselves. Yeah. They'll do shit to their own liking. Like, they'll lick piss and eat shit. Your child at a certain age won't do that without being like, this is nasty. Your dog will do that for the rest of his life. Dogs <laughs> and kids are not the same, people. A dog is a dog. A person is a person. This is why Mike Vick is if still hated for no fucking reason. Yeah. If you're a White dog people, mom, you should have gotten that apart. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw that last part in. And anybody that feels like you feel that same way, you're uh-huh. a white person, too, on the inside. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. I'm sorry. People uh-huh. of color care more. Because when you, like, people of color, well, honestly, it, it's I'm not saying we don't we like animals. About aliens. I'm not saying about we don't like. aliens and ghosts. Yeah. Like, we don't have time to worry about whether dogs have consciousness. No, I'm like. It's not that, like, we care about animals, but not more than we care about people, usually, mm-hmm. for the most part. People yeah. who care, who treat animals as if they're people. And every All Lives will... Matter person cares about their dog more about the black person who lives down the street. Yes. That's it. <laughs> I'm like, I, I care more about people. Yeah. Like, let's let's save all the people first, uh-huh. then worry about your yeah. slaves. Let's have dog socialism. Like, then worry about your slaves, because if you really cared about your animals... You let them go and free and live how they want to be. Not, you know, in a house where you make the rules and make them roll over and sit down when you want them to sit down. Uh, uh. Make them bark and speak when you want them to speak. Feed them on your schedule and not on their own schedule. Like, you're not, you don't give a fuck about the animal's yeah. actual life. Yeah. Like, oh, adopt, don't shop. I'm like, so eventually if you do that and you spade and neuter all the dogs, eventually... If people all did that, you would have to eventually go to breeders. Mm, that's an interesting point. Like, if everybody adopted and didn't let their adopted dogs hump other dogs, you would run out of random dogs, and the only dogs you could buy from were from breeders. And then eventually you'd be like, damn. Like, every, like half the people I know would be like, damn, I want this dog. But yeah. that dog ain't at the kennel. Mm-hmm. You got to you gotta buy that yeah. fucking York, Yorkie for $2,000. You're not just getting Yorkie Dasha from the fucking... Mix. You're not just getting the Yorkie from the pound, yeah. not just like out of willy nilly. You're yeah. not getting the that cane corso at the pound, willy nilly. Like, do the people not want cane corsos to live no more? They want the <laughs> whole breed to die so that you can get fucking mixed match mudded ass dogs. Hell yes. Not and not because they think that having mutt dogs, dogs are better. Dogs are only for the place where eugenics is still okay. I was about to say not because they want the like fucking gene pool to correct. The fucking uh-huh. problem that is the pug nose. No, <laughs> y'all like fucking pugs, even though pugs are fucking like they're inbreds. They're yeah. the inbred retarded dogs of the fucking dog God species. God damn it! I almost said it earlier, and we got through this whole thing. What I'm saying, <laughs> we at the hour mark, Denzel. <laughs> hey, I grew up on the word retarded. Right, I didn't talk about a person. <laughs> Shit, retarded means slow. Have you seen a pug run? 
retardando. <laughs> it's very slow. Okay. Like, no, I'm not, but uh, seriously, I wanted to get into one little soapbox. This should probably take about eh, five to ten. Okay. And we, then we, we can hit, wrap we, it up. We hit. Okay. Okay. So, I am uh, what you call single. And obviously, we've talked about this many times on the podcast. I'm going to scroll through Tinder while you do your speech. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I... Uh, Last time I said I was ruined by a almost relationship that I almost got into. And, yeah, it's true. I have been ruined. But I think this is going – I'm going to make this part my clip. I don't know what part – you want to make a clip? But I'm going to make this part my clip. Ladies, I am not desperate. I see red flags. I'm disappearing. And I will let you – I will have a conversation with you beforehand – but I'm not going to three weeks later be like, oh, hey, you know, it's been a minute. Hey, big head, you. I'm not doing none of that. I'm just going to have that initial conversation and be like, all right, I'm put off by this. Is this worth it? Are you worth it? And if we haven't been talking for longer than three months, it's not worth it. Mm. Sorry, I don't chase you all either. Mm. So if I like you. And you're being extra difficult to get in contact with. Like, you hit me back two, three days later. I'm not going to be the dude that be like, oh, hey, good morning, beautiful. Uh, see your post. Oh, thanks for the invite. Denny's not out here getting beaved up. I'm not that dude. I'm not. And it's not that you might not be worth it to somebody else, but you're definitely not worth it to me. And I don't mean that you're not special in your own way, because every person apparently is. This, that's what uh, the Gen, uh, the the baby boomers told the millennials mm-hmm. and the Gen Xers, because mm-hmm. some uh, baby boomers had. You're not throwing out that uh, uh, participation trophy dick. No, I'm not. Like I'm over this shit. Like, ladies, if we cool and you kind of like me and we friends, and I try to holler at you and you're not with it, and then I see you talking to somebody else, I'm automatically put off by this. Mm. And I will not talk to you. We're friends now. Like, I'm not going to be your third, fourth option while I'm hanging with you. That's never going to be the case. Sorry. If you can't see me for me and we spend time, like, as friends often, then no. I don't friend zone. I'm not. A, I'm not. I can never be in the friend zone because I don't care. Friend zoning is when a woman, you want to be with a woman and she only lets you be a friend. If I don't want to be with you no more. Then I'm not technically in the friend zone. We're just friends. Cause I don't have I don't try to I'm not trying to get out of it. There's nothing to get out of. There's no level past friends. I don't want you like I barely want you as a friend sometimes. If I like if you're not even that cool and I was just trying to get in, I might not even want you as a friend. I'm gonna be real. But I mean a lot of most people I can find some type of kinship with and that's cool. But like some women I'm like, this was fun. Uh we're not really friends, so yeah. I'm going to call this episode How Denny Got His Groove Back. Have a nice life. No, seriously. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it just is what it is. Like, I don't, it ain't no hate. Damn, this this episode has followed the same structure as like a Tyler Perry movie. I'm saying, there's no hate in it. I'm not, I'm not even about to go, like, mm-hmm. we've been working mm-hmm. basically 12 hour days nonstop. And it's going to be like that for the rest of the month. Yes. So if you happen the to listen to this, month is gonna be- I'm busy. Dude, I swear to God. I, I know I mentioned this before while we were talking about it, but yeah. uh, 
people are going to start voiding their Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and someone's going to want a day off. They're going to come in, be forced in, and just take a shit as they're casing. <laughs> just take a shit in their pants and be like, I guess I have to go home. Yo. Like, I don't give a fuck. I just shit my pants. If you need me to vomit, I'll vomit right here, right now. You can fuck off with me having to work. Yeah, no, like, I, uh, side note from my, uh, <laughs> my bachelor, my bachelor, uh, <laughs> audition tape. Yeah, yeah. Side note. <laughs> uh, side note. Uh, yeah, no, I was, uh, the way we've been working, they put, I got tagged in a post where, Half, not half. All the people in this city that we deliver to that are in this Facebook group were talking about how hard I was working, and not in a way like, "Oh man, thank you for our post office person." Like, no, nah, like we're concerned for him. We called the office to see why he was working that hard. Oh, when you were walking, they called the office to ask why I was doing that. Yeah, because what I did was <laughs> you're like Dewey. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Yo, it was no, you didn't. so you didn't, rough. You didn't, you didn't. But no, they called the office to ask, like, yo, why is he doing this? Yeah. That's how much work they made me do, and that's how, like, busy I'm going to be. Oh, are you be. on the Mike Kailua page? No, but it was one of those pages. I unfollowed them a long time ago. I'm not on it. They're so stressful. But one of our coworkers told me yeah. that she was on one of those pages. It was, like, either Mike Kailua or the other one. Yeah, yeah. And they were talking about me. They had a, Somebody I, took a picture of me while I was working. Yeah. Pushing a hand truck in the dark, walking back from on like down the street. I ain't yeah. gonna say my route, but walking back with a uh like the headlight on because we use headlights when yeah. we deliver mail in the dark. Yeah, yeah. And I just got a hand truck with all the mail with a headlight yeah. at night, and they're wondering why I'm out here without you know certain stuff. Now there's a story behind that well, that we can't really get into. I can't really get into, uh, but it was I'm working hard.